This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I've often talked about how small cap value has been the best performing asset class historically. Although in the last few years, as we all know, that certainly hasn't been the case as large cap growth has really outperformed. So I took a look at uh, what's kind of happening recently. So over the last two years, I just looked at the regular S&P 500 because I know that a lot of people invest just in the you know the overall index. And that's up 33% versus a um, little bit less, but not quite so bad, uh, Thirty about 31% for the S&P 600 small cap value. Um, so that's not the overall S&P 600, just the small cap value. So it's not trailing too badly. But when you go out even further over the last five years, the S&P 500 is up 75% and the S&P 600 uh, value ETF is up just 50%. So value has really been taking a hit against basically the overall market, and then growth is up even more than um, what the overall market is. But year-to-date, small-cap value is not doing too badly. So the um, small-cap value S&P 600 is up about 11% year-to-date versus the S&P 500 of 7.5. But if you look at that growth, small-cap growth uh, um, index, that's up significantly more. It's up about 20%. So that's still outperforming, but small cap value is not doing too badly. Just small caps in general have rebounded a bit here in 2018 because they had been lagging. So uh, as I like to point out, the small cap value story isn't going to stay lagging for forever. And we've already seen some rotation just into general small caps. So value will, will come into its own at some point. And it may pay to prepare your portfolio for when that performance reverses. It's always hard to to think that, uh, you know, growth will go out of favor and value will come back in, but it will happen eventually. So how do you create a small cap portfolio or at least incorporate small cap stocks into one that also includes ETFs? So small cap stocks, as you know, aren't easy to invest in for several reasons. I've covered some of this before, but it's always wise to look into it again. And some of these reasons are actually um, very pertinent to today's podcast, because when I get to the part with the stocks in there, you'll you'll know why. But okay, so one one of the reasons is not many analysts cover the small cap companies. So there's fewer estimates, there's just less information in general. Some may only have one or two analysts. If they have more than that covering it, it's pretty good if they're having a three or four people covering that company. So there's just not much out there and that kind of messes up with the rank and with the the data when you have fewer estimates. Also, as you know, the small cap stocks are more volatile for obvious reasons, but many times they also trade with low volume, which increases the volatility, and that makes them a little bit harder to hold, to buy and hold. Also, diversification is challenging. You have to own a bunch of them. So if you're buying the small caps, you probably need at least five to 10 to make it somewhat diverse in your portfolio. And that's a lot harder to do. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't own some small cap stocks. 
separate from the indexes because I know I do because it's fun, right? I like owning some of these unknown names that I feel like have really good prospects in the future. And um, so I'm taking some of those issues that go with small caps and and dealing with it essentially. But it does annoy me sometimes when I can't even find out, you know, any kind of update after a company reports earnings. I, I really have to go listen to the conference call because nobody else is writing or talking about that particular company. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give a combination. I'm going to talk about a couple stock ideas, small cap value stocks, and then I'm going to talk about my favorite small cap value ETFs so that if you're thinking about doing a portfolio with the small caps, you have a couple of options. Now to find the stocks, I did a screen and I screened for Zach's ranks of ones or twos because I want rising earnings estimates. I did a PE of 15, which is my usual value level for stocks. And then I did a price to book ratio under three. So I kept it pretty, pretty wide open. Like this, this one isn't real narrow. Oh, and I also used the market cap. I did 1.5 billion. I know some people will use a billion. Some might go up to 2 billion for their small caps, but I did 1.5 because I thought I'd get pretty many companies and I did. So running the screen, um, it returned 88 companies. That's a lot. I had to scroll through that list, and as you might suspect, an overwhelming majority were the small cap banks because they fit into all these parameters. And um, I could do a whole podcast episode on just the small cap banks. They're getting, they could be a little interesting here if the yield curve inverts. Um, some of the financials could get a little bit more risky if that happens, but uh, I might have to do a whole podcast episode on just the banks. But ignoring the financials, I pulled out two small cap stocks out of the rest of the list. Now, this is where I feel the issues with small caps are going to reveal themselves because it's hard to find small caps that have really good fundamentals. Um, but let's let's get right into it, and then I'll explain more. So the first stock is called Quad Graphics, and the ticker is Quad, Q-U-A-D. They have a market cap of $1.2 billion, so they're not real small. They're not a micro cap. And they provide, this is what they said, a diverse range of digital and print services worldwide. Now, a lot of their old business used to be commercial printing, but as you can imagine, that's on the decline. So they're going over into the digital area, and as the company said, they're transitioning to an integrated marketing platform, and digital marketing like paid search, SEO, all of that is a big part of that. So I'm not sure, because I'd have to dig in a little deeper, how far along they are in transitioning and doing all that, but they're clearly aware that printing with the printing press kind of printing is not the place for growth going into the future. But um, in the second quarter, sales were up 5.4% to a little over a billion dollars. And um, they have all the value fundamentals that we look for, but they only have, we only have one analyst, one estimate for this company. So that's one of the issues I brought up earlier is that when you have fewer analysts, you're not getting a lot of information out there, but they, they expect 5% earnings growth in 2018. So that's not 
that's not gangbusters at all, but it's some growth. And then a decline for 2019 of 3.7%. But again, we just have one analyst, so it's that person's opinion here. The PE is 12.4, so it is value in that regard. And the price to book is 2.4. Now, this one has a really big dividend because they're, they have a pretty good cash flow here, it looks like, and they are rewarding you for sticking around. So the dividend yield is 5.1%. That's pretty big. And the board just authorized a new $100 million share buyback program. So they're going to be doing that too. But as I said, there's not a lot of information here. Um, and then, you know, once I started looking at it, this is the problem with the small caps is that it's hard to really know what's going on. But that's Quad Graphics Q... UAD is the ticker. The second company, I thought, oh, I'll get some kind of tech name in there because um, it has like an, a business in the cloud area. So I like that, right? The company's name is Ribbon Communications. RBBN is the ticker. They've been acquiring a lot of uh, smaller companies. They've been expanding internationally. They're gaining market share in Japan. So um, for a small cap, it's a little unusual to get some international exposure, but this one has it. This one has a market cap of, um, let me see, oh, 741 million. So a little smaller and they don't pay a dividend. So no, no dividend yield with this one. These shares are down almost 8% year to date. And they were down a lot more earlier in the year, if you look at that chart. So they have bounced off those lows, but still really weak compared to what's going on with the rest of the market. So I was looking at this and I was like, meh, this doesn't look all that interesting either. But hard to know because there's just a lot less information. So we do have four estimates with this one. So it's a little better than with quad graphics. The PE is 14.8. So it's under the 15, but it's not super cheap. Uh, price to book ratio is just 1.3. So I like that. It's supposed to grow earnings um, or no, it's supposed to see earnings decline of uh, 5.8% in 2018 and then um, a little bit of gain in 2019. Again, I think that's an earning decline. I can't tell from my notes. But either way, the earnings it, growth is okay here. It's not spectacular either. And so you can see the difficulties even with just these two names in investing in the small caps. That's why a lot of people don't like to do them in the individual companies because it's really hard to figure out like what's going on with these companies. And um, even if you're listening to the conference calls and you're following along with everything, it's still difficult to know where the growth is going to come from and the outlook and things like that. So I'm giving you these two kind of as cautionary picks, I guess, um, a cautionary tale about small cap stocks in general. And while these two both do have the good Zach's rank, um, some of the other stuff isn't as strong as I would like to see in buying a stock. But if you still want the small caps, that's why there's the ETF option. That's why I own several of these ETFs in my own personal portfolios, because it is a way to get all of these companies thrown into the mix into one thing. So let's talk about those. Um, I brought three of those for you today. The first one is the Spider S&P 600, which I mentioned earlier. This ticker is SLYV. I do own it in my own personal portfolio. It has just 458 stocks. That's why I like it. It's not as big as some of the other value small cap ETFs. So they're not trying to find every small cap stock under the sun here. 
They've been around since 2000, so I like that too because they're pretty well established. So the biggest industries in this one are the financials. It's about 20.8%. Then you have industrials, interestingly, at 17.7%. And the tech is pretty heavily weighted as well at 14.2%. So you are going to get a lot of the banks if you own this one. Expense ratio is 0.15%. So not the cheapest out there, but not the most expensive either. Um, You have to weigh weigh your um, desires for these particular ETFs with the expense ratios, as you know. We've talked about that in the past. But that's the SLYV. And like I said, I I do like it because it's one of the slightly smaller, small cap value ETFs. The second one is the bigger one. And I do own this one as well. But this one is the Vanguard small cap value. The ticker is VBR, V is Victor, BR. And this one has the cheaper expense ratio because it's Vanguard. That's what they specialize in. And it's just 0.07%. So that's almost as low as you can go with um, out getting it for free, basically. And this one has 852 stacks. So nearly double what the SLYV has. Because it's so big, they can't possibly find that many value stocks. So they have to mix some growth in there. So it, it's not a, as much of a pure play value play as the SLYV. But right now, with growth doing so well, I know some of you are like, meh, that's not so bad. I'll take some growth in there with my value too. So um, the share, this ETF is up about 6% year to date. That's not so horrible. It's really heavily weighted on the financials though. It's 31% financials, industrials are 20% and just 7% for tech. So if you're looking a little more tech heavyweight on the value side, you want to be in that spider fund and not, or spider ETF and not this one, which is a little bit lighter. Okay. And then the third one is um, a little interesting play because maybe you should have some international exposure exposure in your portfolio because I like to have some and I've been eyeing this this one too for my own portfolio but I don't yet own it it's the wisdom tree international small cap dividend value so you're going to get a dividend with this one too that's a little juicier than some of the others so this tracks the small cap value stocks in the developed world excluding the U.S. and Canada so the biggest um country holding in this ETF is Japan. And it's about 25% of this ETF. That shouldn't really be surprising given um, what's happened over in Japan kind of economically, that there might be a lot of value there and also that they would pay a dividend with a lot of their companies. Then we're going to have the UK that's about 15%. Australia's at almost 11%. Um, So you're seeing some big uh, developed countries there that are making up the bulk of this this ETF. Now, the the industries are a little interesting. So industrials are 23 percent. Consumer discretionary is 20 percent. And then you have the financials at 15 percent and tech at just 7 percent. So because, um, you know, you're getting a lot of the industrial manufacturing possibly with this one. That's a little different than the mix we've seen with the U.S. domestic ETFs. This one has a 
bigger expense ratio, probably because it's international. So it's a little bit more difficult to find the companies to put in this one. And so you have to actually have people working to do these things. And then you have the dividend factor too. So expense ratio is 0.58. So quite a bit more than some of the others, but you will get exposure to international through this one. And yield here is 3.3. So that's not too bad either. So you are getting a nice little juicy yield there. So these are just three ETFs that um, there's other ones too. I've covered them. It's been a while now since I've done a full-fledged uh, ETF, value ETF kind of episode. Maybe I'll have to do one of those too because there's some interesting like pure play, those pure ETFs. We should maybe check in and see how those are doing. But these are just some of the small cap values that I like. And as always, um, you don't have to be in small cap stocks all the time, and you don't want to be. <laughs> you shouldn't have a complete small cap uh, portfolio, even though it does historically outperform, because in the years when it doesn't outperform, you're kind of uh, in deep trouble, which you would have been over the past three to five years right now. So be diverse and... Um, Make sure you're in various areas because with some of these small cap ETFs even, you might have missed out on a lot of the tech boom if you were in these. I mean, two of them only are at 7% technology and the tech industry has been one of the hottest industries. So you don't want to miss out on what is hot. And always with those small cap stocks, if that's the route you're going to take, make sure you do your research. Use the Zach's rank at least to narrow down the list of small cap stocks and really look at what's going on there. Because when I took a little bit deeper look at these two stocks that I covered today, it wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be. Let's put it that way. Um, fundamentals aren't awful and they are value stocks. And there's a reason they're value stocks. And that is usually because Wall Street's ignoring them. And uh, maybe for some of them, there is a reason to some extent that Wall Street is ignoring them. But that's some of the risk you're taking as a value investor, that there's a reason there and some people are fleeing when we are going in. So um, if you're looking for an easier play, stick with the ETFs. And if not, use uh, Zax.com to try to narrow down the list of small caps. We have a screener on there. You can screen for the small caps and you can screen for the rank too. And at least that gets you um, a little bit lesser of a list because there are a lot of them. Okay, so let's recap the tickers. We had uh, Quad Graphics, that's Q-U-A-D. Um, Ribbon Communications is R-B-B-N. And then we had the ETFs, the Spider S&P 600 value e small cap ETF is SLY, V as in Victor. Then we had the Vanguard small cap value, that's V as in Victor, BR. And then we had the Wisdom Tree um, International small cap dividend value, that's a, that's a long one. That ticker is DLS. So a little bit different there. DLS is the ticker on that one. And as always, I'm here to bring you value stocks every week and I'll be doing so. So you don't want to miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe at our standalone um, value investor podcast on Apple Podcasts now. And you can also find us on Spotify. So get us somewhere. So you're getting us every week and I'll see you again next week.